Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 200. Yes, 200 straight weeks of the Xbox and 10 podcast. Your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. Big games out last week were Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom Prince's Edition, and of course, Resident Evil 4 Remake. The games coming out this week are Chef Life, a restaurant simulator, MLB The Show 23, Sifu, Run Bean Galactic, Pirates Outlaws, Kingdom Rush Frontiers, Guns and Runs, Tales of the Neon Sea, Infinite Guitars, Lunark, Dredge, Airy Calm Mind 3, Blade Assault, Shikuchi Ninja, Rally Rock and Racing, and Formula Retro Racing World Tour. Now to last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, Xbox Activision deal won't, quote, substantially lessen, end quote, UK console gaming competition, says CMA. Sean Gary at True Achievements writes, There has been a bit of a breakthrough at Microsoft's takeover of Activision Blizzard, in provisional findings published on March 24th, the Competition and Markets Authority CMA, has found that the merger will not substantially lessen competition in the UK console gaming market. According to the CMA, it has received, quote, a significant amount of new evidence in response to its original provisional findings, end quote. And after considering this new evidence, along with previous information already gathered, the CMA has provisionally concluded that, quote, the transaction will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in relation to console gaming in the UK, end quote. The CMA says the most significant new evidence provided, quote, relates to Microsoft's financial incentives to make Activision games, including Call of Duty, exclusive to its own consoles, end quote, and gave better insight into the purchasing behavior of Call of Duty gamers. New analysis of this evidence shows that it would, quote, would not be commercially beneficial to Microsoft to make COD exclusive to Xbox following the deal, but that Microsoft will instead still have the incentive to continue to make the game available on PlayStation, end quote. Martin Coleman, the chair of the independent panel conducting this investigation, said, Quote, having considered the additional evidence provided, we have now provisionally concluded that the merger will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in console gaming services because the cost of Microsoft of withholding Call of Duty from PlayStation would outweigh any gains from taking such action, end quote. The CMA notes that the addendum to its provisional findings today, quote, relates only to competition in the supply of consoles and not to competition in the supply of cloud gaming services, end quote. Coleman added, quote, our provisional view that this deal raises concerns in the cloud gaming market is not affected by today's announcement. Our investigation remains on course for completion by the end of April, unquote. The CMA is due to publish its final report by April 26, 2023. Yes, another week of us talking about this ongoing saga, but this is actually a step forward in the right direction for getting the deal done, approved, and closed. Only another month before their final authority, even though this won't be the last one, it'll be a big step forward in the overall global landscape. Number 2. LEGO 2K Drive lets you build a custom racing car brick by brick. John Porter at The Verge writes, LEGO 2K Drive is a new open-world racing game from Visual Concepts, the studio best known for its annual licensed WWE and NBA sports games. As you'd expect from a game set in the LEGO universe, there's a strong emphasis on customizability, with the game offering a thousand unique LEGO pieces to let players build the exact vehicle they want to race in. Although LEGO 2K Drive is an open-world racing game similar to the Forza Horizon series, it also seems to incorporate some elements of the kart racing genre. Its press release describes it as an off-the-wall experience featuring unique power-up abilities. This game is set in Bricklandia, with multiple themed regions, collectibles to discover, and minigames to play in addition to races. 
as well as being able to build your own race car, there are also vehicles from LEGO City, Creator, and Speed Champions lines, in particular the recently released McLaren Solus GT and McLaren F1 LM will feature in the game. Single and multiplayer game modes are available including both cooperative and competitive modes. There's two player split screen and online play for up to six players. Developed in collaboration between 2K and the LEGO Group, LEGO 2K to Drive is described as being the first release in a multi-title partnership to develop AAA LEGO games. It's unclear whether future titles will also be racing games or whether two companies plan to collaborate on a variety of genres. LEGO 2K Drive will be widely available on May 19th on current and last-gen consoles. The game's standard edition is priced at $59.99 on PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, and $69.99 on PS5 and Series X and S. This game looks surprisingly really fun. It's also really interesting that the LEGO Group has struck up a deal with 2K, as normally Warner Brothers and TT Games makes all the LEGO games. Nonetheless, I won't have any time for this game, but I'm sure there will be people out there and kids should rejoice in this game as it looks just like a ton of fun. Number 3. Crash Team Rumble gets June release date and closed beta in April. Christina Alexander at IGN writes, Activision and Toys for Bob have announced that Crash Team Rumble will be released on June 20th and the closed beta for the game will be held on April 20th to the 24th. The publisher and developer dropped a new trailer with the release date attached today and said fans can pre-order Crash Team Rumble starting today so they'll get a chance to participate in the closed beta come mid-April. Crash Team Rumble was announced at the Game Awards 2022 back in December, taking Crash fans by surprise, as we were already waiting on the next installment in the series starring the orange marsupial. Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time came out two years earlier to critical acclaim over the fresh character designs, and the time travel plotline that continued from Crash Bandicoot 3 warped, but threw interdimensional changes into the mix. Crash Team Rumble will be available on PS5, PS4, Series X, and S, and Xbox One for $29.99 for the standard edition, with the deluxe edition selling for $39.99. Well... Uh, this game is just not for me, and I'm honestly not really sure who it is for. It's a 4v4 team-based competition, not a mainline crash game, <sighs> I just don't know. I mean, it looks kind of fun, maybe, but I just don't expect this game to do well or sell well. Maybe it'll have some critical acclaim, but I guess we shall see in a few short months. Number 4, Resident Evil 4 confirms April release date for free Mercenaries DLC. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, Resident Evil 4 is out today, and Capcom has also confirmed the release date for its Mercenaries mode, which arrives on April 7th. Capcom hasn't said too much more about Mercenaries other than its release, but it's at least good to know we'll only have two weeks to wait to try it out. Very short in there, but I had to throw this in there, as I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, Mercenaries mode was awesome back in the day, and I'm really loving Resident Evil 4, so tune in to the end of the show for more thoughts. Number 5. A darker, more mature Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game is in development. Chris Scullion at Video Games Chronicle writes, a new game based on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is in development, but this one promises to be darker and more mature. The game will be based on The Last Ronin, a five-issue comic miniseries released in 2020 which is set in the future and sees three of the turtles already dead. In an interview with Polygon, Paramount Global Senior Vice President for Games Doug Rosen said the game would be a third-person action RPG and cited the recent God of War series as a comparison. Given the nature of the story, the game will mainly be a single-player adventure as opposed to the multiplayer-friendly nature of most other TMT games. The Last Ronin was written by original TMT creators Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird and is set in New York in a dark future. The city is ruled by the Shredder's grandson and only one of the four turtles remains. His brothers are already dead. This sounds pretty cool and I'm not even a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. Obviously a lot of games are going to be trying to mimic God of War but guess what? That's because God of War is amazing. I platinumed both games in the last year so I'm intrigued to see what this game is even if I'm not a fan of the IP. And number 6. Elden Ring gets ray tracing on PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Anthony Wood at IGN writes, Elden Ring now has a ray tracing graphics option for PS5, Series X, and S, and PC versions of the game. 
courtesy of patch v1.09. The update was pushed out earlier today, March 23rd, to all versions of the game through the new ray tracing feature, won't be available on PS4 or Xbox One. Ray tracing can be toggled on and off via the game options menu on console and via the graphics menu on PC. Bandai Namco also cautioned in a post on its website that both frame rate and resolution may be impacted while playing with ray tracing on. Along with the new ray tracing option, the V1.09 patch brought a slew of bug fixes and balance adjustments to the game that affect everything from attribute scaling and buffs to attack speeds and ashes of war. As Elden Ring is one of the biggest games of the last decade, I had to throw this in there, and I love that developers continue to add more graphical and performance options to all these games, especially on consoles where I love to play. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, so let's do a little Activision fact and a Call of Duty fact. Credit to HistoryComputer.com, Luxia Lee. So this article was written on March 4th, 2023, where they compiled hours from a variety of sources, and noted that Call of Duty has been played for over 25 million hours. 25 million hours, let's convert that to years. That equals 2,851.93 years of playtime. Do you wanna know why Xbox wants to purchase Activision Blizzard? For one of the many reasons, Call of Duty is a behemoth that seems to never end, never stop, and will just keep on going year after year. Crazy amount of time. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Seriously, thank you to everyone who listens every month to the hundreds of you out there. I really do appreciate it. I'd love to grow the show. I haven't spent as much time or money as I'd like to do that, but I'm hoping this year I will change. Life is just so very busy. But seriously, thank you so much. It's been 200 straight weeks of the show. I have no intention of stopping. So if you like the show, you're listening every week, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends to help it grow, and then leave a positive review as that will also help me. Follow on all social media at Xbox Nintendo. This past week, I have been playing a lot, a lot of video games. So in the last week alone, I completed Bioshock Remastered. Excellent, excellent game. Still holds up to this day. So fun, the atmosphere and the story. Played through Bioshock 2, which was pleasantly surprising. I didn't remember being particularly fond of this game. I really did not like it at launch with the whole multiplayer aspect and all that. Now everyone knows Ken Levine doesn't like it. But I think this game gets a lot more hate than it deserves. It was pretty good. I also played Minerva's Den, the DLC, and I had a great story as well. So shout out to Bioshock 2. After that, I knocked out Somerville. Somerville, I was looking forward to this game. I love Inside, love Limbo. It was from those developers who split off. And this game was just not good. Did not care for it. It's a short experience. It's on Game Pass, but no, big pass for me. And of course, I'm recording this podcast on Saturday night. I am in the midst of Resident Evil 4 Remake. I just started Chapter 14 of 16. What can I say? This game is an easy 10 out of 10. It is phenomenal. I hope it's 6th landing. It's just, I love Resident Evil. Resident Evil 2 slash Remake is my favorite, top 3 favorite games of all time. But I don't know. After this one, I'm going to have to take a real hard thought. Do I like Resident Evil 2 slash Remake better than Resident Evil 4 slash Remake? I don't know. I don't know anymore. This game is so good. Play it. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.